Hey there, I'm Lucas Fitz. If you know me, you know two things to be true. I love a good pair of denim, and I'm always here for the stories. When I first got into the heritage goods movement and buying intentionally, I looked to American Field as an industry leader in connecting cool brands to cool consumers. There's nothing better than hearing the story behind how a big idea grew into a business. Now, we're bringing it online and inviting you to join in the conversation, whether you're watching or listening along from wherever you call home. I'll be hosting these fireside chats, intimate, personal looks at the inner workings of some of our favorite brands on our AF network. So, sit down, grab a whiskey or coffee or beer, and ride along as we shine the spotlight on real people and real stories. This is AF Fireside. Today's episode is presented by Jamestown, a global real estate investment and management company known for transforming spaces into innovation hubs and community centers. Learn more at jamestownlp.com. Welcome back to AF Fireside. As always, Lucas C. Fitz here. Excited today to be joined by Nathan Downey of Wanderwide out in Denver, Colorado. What's up, man? How's it going? It's going great. We are long overdue for a conversation. I know we first touched base, got probably... Pro, was it maybe it was pre-pandemic, but it it was sure. before the ten-year gap of the pandemic. Okay, okay. that's fair. Totally <laughs> so, fair. Wow. Totally fair. Cool. Well, yeah. Once I kind of came across you guys, I think maybe I came across you on Instagram first. I was really instantaneously in love with the kind of design that you guys put out into the world. Um, with you know, as a, a budding interest in design and graphic design is entering in my world, you guys kind of entered in the same time. I'd love for you to to start this out talking a little bit about what exactly makes Wander Wide what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it makes the most sense to kind of go back to where it started for me. Um, some, so I, I grew up in, in Colorado and and I think one of the, where it kind of started was I was, came back from a climbing trip and I was like, I kind of want to keep track of these climbs that I've been on, you know, and it's not so much of like a notches in the belt type of thing, but more of just like, I kind of want to remember these memories of where I've been, the people that I went with. Um, so I started searching around, you know, just kind of seeing what was out there. This was back in 2011, probably. And there just was nothing. And I, and I, my aesthetic for my home was, and is still pretty, pretty modern, eclectic, but modern, fairly clean, uh, minimalist. So uh, everything was, I mean, not to be a jerk about it, but it was like, it just was really rough to look at. So I was like, I, I mean, my practice is in design, art direction, creative direction. So I was like, I think I can, maybe I can do something with this. So, um, as kind of a side project for, you know, 12 months, I just kind of picked around a, a design to track my clients. And it, it was really clear as soon as I started just showing it around the creative community that this was a missing gap between design and the practicality of just people trying to keep track of their memories. Right. So I decided, well, maybe I'll print a few, maybe I'll print a couple hundred and they sold out like immediately, you know, it just that's the Colorado specific local thing. I was like, man, this is obviously we're tapping into something bigger. I think that was my partner. Kate was like, Hey, I think this is bigger, man. I don't even like a climb. First of all, and second of all, <laughs> like let's design, let's, let's design for, to inspire this same type of um, adventure spirit and like this way of tracking your memories, really your, your adventures, but like the way of tracking your memories and keeping track of that, creating the, and, and encapsulate that into a piece of design. Um, so that's kind of where it kind of birthed was like that through that conversation. And we, um, over the next couple of years, just started to build out a, a series of different designs based on our conversations with friends, our own personal interest in travel and um, 
And, you know, obviously branching far beyond that. I'm not a big baseball guy, but you yeah. know, ask me enough time to make a baseball poster and I will. <laughs> For sure. So, so can you explain kind of what the, the basis of your main product is? For those that haven't seen it and, and if yeah, you're listening yeah. oh, yeah, and you sorry, haven't yeah. checked out wanderwide wanderwide.co correct yes that's right check that out pull up a browser right now and look at it but nathan's going to explain it as well yeah yeah so we basically what we landed on was this idea of adventure tracking prints um based off of the old register prints like at the top of a mountain or when you're hiking or you're at, there's a national park there's these registers that you kind of check in at um so based off of that we we created these these screen prints that um, come with little stamp and ink pads that you can stamp off each destination as you arrive. So then when you hang it up on the wall, you've got not only inspiration for the next thing you wanna do, but also all these different, um, I guess, the, all these representations of the places you have been. Totally, and dude, I'm gonna do that thing where it, I'm gonna give you a compliment that starts out as what sounds like not a compliment. When you're, when you're in that, you know, you're in that like, kind of outdoorsy niche and you think about design you think about decor it's so easy to go the live laugh love route and you have <laughs> and you have not gone the live laugh love route so if you're at home thinking oh man okay that the great outdoor you know it, is it not all who wander is like it's it's not that it's really yeah. you guys really are or you and you do all the art yourself yeah 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 absolutely very cool yeah man you you've really nailed that super sleek uh you know streamlined design that yeah, no, it is. it's just find the least the least amount you can put on the page and that's typically typically the best <laughs> that's usually the way to go yeah for sure man so you came sounds like you came from a deep love of, of uh the outdoor as an adventure um and found a way to kind of weave that together that's that's the dream right i mean you found the thing yeah. that you love and and the thing you love to do and and weaved it together um had had you been a big consumer of outdoor goods outdoor products you know, I mean, the, the, it kind of comes with the territory, you know, if you're climbing, hiking, then yeah, sure. you kind of, you, you spend your days at REI every once in a while, but, <laughs> right. but yeah, no, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't put myself in the camp of like the uh, person that's tracking down all this super nice sleek equipment, <laughs> but, but I definitely have what I need, you know, so, sure. but, but I think you, you do, obviously it, it kind of threw us from, from the more the art or advertising background into this different world of, of outdoor brands, which is kind of funny because we um, we uh, we go to that the the convention every summer at um, at the Denver Convention Center, the big outdoor retailer. Oh yeah, outdoor it's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've been there, and and it's funny just setting up an art booth next to all these like tech for the gear brands, you know? Right. So it's it's a weird, definitely interesting um, collision of of uh, <laughs> two different things. Yeah, it, I guess I haven't thought of it that way. I'm sure that those big, especially in those big events, those yeah. outdoor outdoor events are really a culmination or intersection of a lot of different kinds of industries. And it's interesting that you mentioned tech. I guess that's probably, that's that's definitely a huge one. Yeah, yeah, tech gear and, and um, manufacturers. It's, it's, I mean, it's so funny to be in the middle of that scene with all your fine art, you know, it's like, yeah, these are right. hand, hand screen printed and- <laughs> Right, know? but I mean, so, you must you must kill, you must crush. Uh, yeah, in, yeah. In contrast, so obviously, you know, being a brand that circles this universe of the great outdoors, uh, and, and you know, the, the topic that we're kind of talking about right now is sustainability. There is a tie between those two, and it's, there's a, there's a weird line between the two, right? I think you you mentioned earlier when we were when we were talking offline um, that promoting the outdoors is also sending people out to it to 
make a mess of it. Um, how can you can you speak to kind of the relationship do you think should exist or does exist between outdoor and travel, the outdoor and travel industry and the yeah. practice of sustainability? I mean, I think there's an incredible tension between the two, right? It's it's um, it's something we struggle with a lot right from the beginning because you know by obviously making prints that encourage people to adventure more places you're going to be sending people to more places you're getting people out to to places that wouldn't necessarily happen there otherwise maybe they didn't even know it existed right? right so that i think there's a there's a bit of like weight and we kind of look at it as a responsibility because if you're going to be doing this then um it, it, i think there is a there's a tremendous responsibility to make sure the ethos of your brand is aligned with protecting the places that you send people. It has to be, right? Because otherwise you're, it's just another consumer product that's destroying the planet, maybe more directly. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what do you think, you know, in your experience, and you guys have been doing this for seven, eight years, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's evolved, but I think from the beginning, our, our approach, in addition to trying to be as sustainable as possible to all the product pieces itself, right? Um, in addition to that, we've also... Uh, Decided almost like an adventure offset, like for every print that somebody buys, we donate a dollar and, you know, that builds up pretty quickly. And, and it, for sure. each dollar from each print goes to a corresponding um, nonprofit that's protecting that type of place. So like, for example, like the surf print goes to Save the Waves, which is dedicated to protecting those surf environments um, and conserving them um, from obviously the threats that face them. So it, it, we, we have like, I think we have 10 different, 10 or 11, it grows every day, but I think we have 10 or 11 different partners we work with and donate to directly. But I mean, that's, that's cool. our approach. And I think it's different for every company, but I think it is, it's integral um, because otherwise it's, you're, a, you're basically a poisoning the place you're sending people to. <laughs> for sure. Like I want movement with Instagram, you know, it's like, right. oh, <laughs> get people out and then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, people got smart. I'm like, maybe we should have geotagged these hidden places. <laughs> right. No, actually, I have a couple of places that I would not would not tag. Need to keep them safe. I want to go. I, I definitely want to go back to these different organizations that you work with. But before we yeah. jump on that, um, I'm kind of gathering from from what you had said about your responsibility as an outdoor brand, right? So you mentioned, you know, the process of actually making good being sustainable. And I think we agree that that's like a responsibility that everyone should have equally. Okay. And it sounds like you think that since, you know, you're in an industry that, that hovers the outdoors, there's an added responsibility on there. And I'm wondering if, if you think that that's something that is a universal belief in your industry or is a budding uh, concept or some people get it, some people don't. I've just never heard it said that way. I thought that yeah, was really I don't know. And I and I, I don't actually know the answer to that question, to be honest with you. I because it like I said, it's it it, it I don't face value most outdoor brands. They're just um the, the large brands are just like, you know, with the exception of ones that make an an effort to communicate that they're putting the environment first or the place that they're sending people first. Um, like obviously like there's I think I think everyone is at this point is trying, right? Like Patagonia has been doing it since the beginning, but I think there's a lot of those brands that are out there at least trying to communicate that. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I honestly, I, it's, it's definitely a struggle. I know that used gears become a huge thing. Um, and I think that's cool to, to stop, repeat or repair the gear or just like buy used gear and stop just continuing to flood the landfills with 
stuff that gets people outside. It's just a weird paradox. <laughs> yeah, very weird. And I guess, you know, as, as you say, now everybody's on board. I wonder if that's because you, you can't not be on board at this yeah. point. You yeah. know, you kind of you kind of look like a jerk if you're not on board, which is, yeah. you know, kind of goes back to this greater discussion that we're having about, you know, words like sustainability and community and heritage. Like now we just all use them. So what do they what do they mean? At this yeah, point, and I, you know, I think there's this interesting loop, too. Um, obviously, we talk about this a bunch, right? Like, um, but but like there's this interesting loop between um, inspiring people to be in the outdoors that gives them the appreciation to take care of the outdoors, which then circles back to them buying responsibly made products, right? right. So I, I think part of our, in addition to conserving places um, that people venture, it, we've also seen like that's our, probably our main mission because that seems like you said, that's the entry point, right? Conserving the, the environment is, is conservation is like a baseline. It should be the baseline for outdoor brands, but it's our mission to like get people out there to get that that get that little bug that explorer bug just to try something different to try the next thing and to um basically we, we think that broadens people's view of the world and they brought i mean of humanity but also just like nature and like how amazing the world is to create that fertile environment for a sustainable lifestyle you know yeah absolutely i think that that uh we have to, as a people, understand that that push to get outdoors looks a lot different in 2021 than it did in 1921. Yeah. We've, we've done a lot of damage. Since yeah. then. So I think that's, that's definitely wise to, to see that the currents are changing kind of across, across all fronts. But speaking of currents, you brought up um, this great charity or, or organization that you work with in respect to the ocean and, and the surfing industry. Tell me about maybe one or two of your other favorite partners that you work with. Yeah, yeah, no. So I think uh, it's I think that's one of the one of the fun parts is as we design the print, then we're thinking about like okay, you now where is this going to go? Like like who, what 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 nonprofit? What like some who else is out there that's trying to save this place? That's trying to preserve this place that we're sending people. And so mm-hmm. it's always an interesting like uh, it, and it's different, right? It's different for every every single product, every single destination, but. Um, all the top obviously for the ski stuff i think that 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 pow um has been doing this for you know decades now but but they are such a forerunner in um making it basically in in healing the environment healing the climate and connecting the the adventure of being outside and, and skiing or snowboarding with the the timeline that we have basically to to slow down the end of that industry so sure. you know what right. I mean. So I think we we partnered with them, um, and that may maybe one of the more obvious ones. But then there's some really interesting ones like uh, uh, there's the 46er Club out in uh, actually out in your neck of the woods, out out in the, near the Adirondack. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. So, yeah. So not they, too uh, far away. The Adirondack Mountain Club. We partnered with them um, to preserve that area. Obviously, gets so much traffic, and it's and it's a it's a gorgeous, pristine like conservation area. Um, so for our 46er summit print, which evidently is a big deal. I, <laughs> I mean, people like to climb these 46ers, man. So yeah. 14ers in Colorado, every, every region has their, their list, I guess. Right. I got a couple of friends that have made a point to, to go through all those. It, not oh, me, really? but, but I know a couple of people that have done that. <laughs> yeah. So, so for, for that print, we partnered with, uh, with the Adirondack Mountain Club and, um, and, 
there, I mean, it's really, it, I love connecting with each of these individual people because you, you, you have really don't have, you have, you have one thing in common, but then nothing in common, right? Like they are, they grew up in the Adirondacks or they really love this, this amazing nature preserve, which I haven't had the privilege of even visiting before, but for sure, there's their passion that they have this whole organization around protecting it. And it's really cool to be play a part in that, you know, remotely without having, you know, let, letting them do what they do best, but then kind of helping them feel it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So, so kind of zooming out of um, the specific context of Wanderwide, I, I want to kind of put on your advisor hat here. And I think that though the way that you, you your model of working with other organizations that um, you know that promote what you're trying to promote, obviously, is a, a pretty sustainable way of going about that. It's not Patagonia has their own thing, right? They can basically yeah. make their own organization within the organization. And that's not feasible for everybody to do, depending on your size. So I'm sure there's a huge challenge in finding organizations that match the ethos of your brand. I'm wondering if you have any advice or any kind of rules of the road that you've gone by. Uh, obviously, you have a selection of different partners that you work with, depending on you know, what the cause is or you know, what the drum sounds like. So I'm wondering if, yeah, if you have any of those any insight on yeah, the best no, way to I mean, go about that? Yeah, no. For us, it's 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 a partnership, right? We we look at it as as a as almost we are encouraging people to, or I guess, awareness of this of their organization and their mission, and mm-hmm. we're also encouraging people to get more involved, not in just with helping preserve it, but also just visiting it, right? So, um, I guess if we were to go back to uh, to the 46th thing, then then that is a source of, of tourism revenue. And it, it's a source of like, it's a pride. And and the more people that are involved in climbing those those peaks, then the more awareness they get, right? So I think that we do look for those types of symbiotic relationships that we can create with organizations. Um, and we also look for organizations that are actively promoting this and have, an, uh, have a public face, it is a public facing persona that they're out there, um, either whether it's an active, you know, social platform or, or something that they're doing that's, that's, um, that's not just a behind the scenes, more like a corporate thing, but more like something that's, that's engaging consumers, because that's, I mean, that's what we do. And so it just helps us with a more symbiotic relationship as far as right. um, helping each other, you know, so that's kind of what yeah, we look be- for. I'm sure being able to understand each other from that perspective is really helpful. Not yeah. to mention, you know, that's not to say that the Red Cross doesn't do great things. It's not to say that the American Heart Association, if that's even a thing, does great things. But um, I know it leaves a kind of weird taste in my mouth to put, I, well, let's put it this way. Let's, let's put it, spin it positively. I love going on your website and learning about 10 organizations I didn't know about. And upon learning, don't learn that their CEOs make half a million dollars a year. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, no, yeah. I think we all, we always screen. Obviously, we screen. That's where that's basically where actually where a lot of these organizations come from is we'll 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 you know cross reference several different databases of nonprofits that are making an impact, and we'll find cool. ones that consistently have a good rating. Because there's also ways you can do that online. There's like there's a couple sites right. that say these are accredited like these are legit like they aren't you know right 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 money, you know whatever but then we'll then we'll start to put it through a couple different of our filters for our brand but i think one that just came to mind that's that's different obviously i mentioned the baseball thing earlier i don't know anything about baseball but but uh baseball just inherently is a very um 
divisive, like limiting sport because it's a man sport. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? And it shouldn't right. be. So like uh, we, we found an organization called baseball for all. And basically their goal is basically to, to make sure that there isn't a barrier to playing baseball, that gender or orientation isn't, a, isn't ever a barrier to enjoying a game that everyone should be able to enjoy, you know, it, that there should, should be like this weird gender line on us on a totally national pastime, you know? So, right. uh, and so they, they have, I, I love getting their updates and following them because they, it's such, it's so not my world, the sport world, but I, yeah. I love to right see the positive stuff they're doing to, to encourage more people to adventure, right. And just in a way that, that that's their way of venturing, which is, you know, the sport. Sure. Right. The way that feels authentic. It sounds yeah. like that's not the way for you or I, and I'm totally at peace with that, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think everyone, I agree with you. Everyone should be able to determine whether they like baseball or not, yeah. <laughs> depending on, on nothing at all. Yeah. Cool, man. So uh, we are kicked off the series about sustainability talking with my friend, Charles, who runs Charles Miller brand denim. I don't know if you know him, know him or not. He's a super busy dude. He's got a couple kids. Uh, we talked not just about sustainability as a business, but also sustainability as an entrepreneur. And I know that you have a, uh, new resource that you are feeding in your life in the last year or so. Um, let's, let's dive into how you're, how you've been able to sustain this business through a pandemic with a newborn. Tell me about that. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, she's <laughs> Take like a breath if you need almost, to. Yeah, I know. I, I, I was just telling you earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm like constantly surviving on interesting sleep patterns, but, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's super interesting because um, it's, I guess there's a couple ways to look at this, right? As like a small business owner, then you hear a lot of people say, basically, what are you doing? Right. Why are you dropping resources, money and time into something that's going to hold you back? Like, and um, I guess, I guess I just don't feel that way about most things in life, but, but I've, it's a very skeptical way of looking at things, but I, mm -hmm. but I actually feel like there's, you know, there's different types of currency and, and there's some currency you can't put your finger on. You can't perfectly explain, but like, you know, for me, having a kid is, is another form of currency that pays sure. back in other ways. So um, how did I, how did we make it? I don't know, man. Like, it's just a matter of, of, of seeing that value and, and letting things fall to the side if they need to and not, and not, and it's not beating myself up about it, you know, like, for sure. it's like, there's only so much you can do. There's only so many hours in the day and there's and your health and mental health. I think, as we all know, is a uh, is important. We've learned that I think afresh. Right. Whether or not but, uh, we choose to listen to that, we do know. <laughs> we do yeah. know that's important. I know, man. And so I think for me, it's a, it's just been, it's just been a matter of letting things go. That that, just finding the priorities, sticking to those, and just not beating myself about it. If if uh, if there's a series of baby disasters that. <laughs> yeah, for sure, and I'm sure I'm sure. Sure that those come uh, when you when you least expect them to, or when you least want to, them to. Yeah, man, I yeah, think I'm that's like her to come down the stairs at any point, you know, and scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love it, love it. That's that is how that works out. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you make a good point there. You know, uh, prioritizing um, and understanding that you only have so much resource, and like you said, currency. I think that's another good way to put it. You only have so much to give in, in certain places, and knowing what you have to get done is super important to being able to get through to the next step. Yeah. And find that breath moment to be like, you know what? 
It's fine. Yeah. Making sure you make that time to go outside and, and clean yeah. up after yourself once you get there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Love it, man. So if people are interested in learning more about you and WanderEye, where is the best place to stay in touch? Yeah, you can send them for our, our, our email newsletter or just follow us on Instagram, you know, the same, the same, uh, the same places. Yeah. That's those, right. Yeah. And, and uh, we actually just dropped a new collection of frames as well, which was cool. like a part of our ongoing, like I said, like creating consumable or sustainable consumer products is like an ongoing journey. And um, one we've been targeting for a while is our frames, you know, they're wood frames are wood. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be wood. Oh, they can't have to be wood. That's awesome. What else could they be? So we've been working back and forth with a, with a, with a, with a craftsman that's created some really beautiful frames from an alternative material. That's, that's, nice. that's got, it's like a wood composite that's more sustainable. And, and I think it's actually looks better, but cool. <laughs> that's just yeah, me. I, I don't doubt it. Very so, yeah. cool. Awesome. Well, Nathan, appreciate your time today. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you in person in Denver at some point this year. Uh, look forward yeah, to forward seeing to the it. goods in person and maybe Finally. getting out on a hike or something. Love it. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. <laughs> cool, man. Well, thank All you. We'll talk again soon. See ya. All right. Take care. Bye. I'm Lucas Fitz, and this is AF Fireside. To learn more about all the brands featured on the podcast, check out fireside.shopaf.co. And don't forget to subscribe to us on your streaming platform of choice. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is presented by Jamestown, a global real estate investment and management company known for transforming spaces into innovation hubs and community centers. Learn more at jamestownlp.com.